There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Lachelle Weemy, and I get a chance to spend the next few minutes of our day talking with my new friend, Joel Hassenritter, who is a ULA coach. And you guys, he is so inspiring. His story of, of what he's been through and what he's doing to help people are sure to grab your attention today. So Joel, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So I would love for you to give us a better idea of what it is that you do and how you try to serve people today. So Ula kind of, we may get into this a little bit later, but Ula started with two guys, one that was living at the top of his game, mentored the other guy in some of these principles, and then he just kind of stopped working on on implementing this in his, in his own life, lost everything, came back using these principles and decided to tell the world about it. That's kind of the quick background of how that started. So how we help people with this is we subdivide everyone's, you know, our own life into seven different categories, the seven different main areas of life. So we have fitness, finance, family, field, which is your career, faith, friends, and fun. And kind of all your, your inhibitions, your ambitions, your stresses, your successes, all of that can kind of be subdivided into any one or more of those seven categories. And yeah. so, we, we look at life in a very holistic manner. And one of the things I love about Ula so much is when, when there's one area of our life that is not strong and we're you know, really suffering that area, it mm -hmm. really is a pending catastrophe in another. So if you have a health crisis, for instance, it might be a financial crisis that's, that's looming down the road. Or if you're working too much at your job because you've got this workaholic syndrome, then that usually means your health is going to suffer at some point and probably your family yeah. life as well. So it's yeah. a very holistic perspective into how to, to move our life forward. And then we, mm -hmm. we walk through and we talk through uh, accelerators and blockers, the things that are holding you back, the things you can use to actually move yourself past the things that are holding you back and get into what we call your ULA life, which is your ideal you know, dream life. So. I love that so much, and I cannot wait to dive into all of the things that you're going to teach us. But I just have to ask you, because the thing that comes to mind when I hear about what you just described is balance. And that's kind of a tricky word these days, because, you know, there's people who say that balance is, is a fallacy. There's no such thing. And then there's people who say that we can achieve it. And I'm just going to just ask you quick before we move on. Tell me about what your perspective is on, on that whole balance phenomenon that we have yeah. that we're striving for. <laughs> I love that question so much. So Ula's slogan is growing toward it, living a life of balance, growth and purpose. And when you really dissect that down, it's impossible to be growing and in balance. Right? Because so we, we are striving for balance, but sometimes it takes throwing our life out of balance in order to move our life forward. Anytime we're going to the gym, we're lifting weights, we're throwing our body out of balance and so that it can strengthen the parts that are weak, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And in any other area of our life, if we really want to strengthen that area, we have to throw it out of balance in order to gain balance. But it's all growing towards our purpose. And so when you have the purpose behind your mission and your life and how you're choosing to live your life, then that's that changes this whole balance growth, you know, paradox, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Troy uh, brings in an example of the guy in the in the circus, and he comes out and he brings a table, and he has these sticks that are mounted to the table, and then he has these plates, and he starts spinning spinning a plate on a stick, right? Yeah. We've all seen this, and he goes to the second stick, and he spins another plate, and goes to the third one, and you know the first one's starting to slow down a little bit, so he kind of taps that a little bit, and then goes to the fourth and the fifth, and by that time, the first and the second are wobbling and they're falling off the stick. Yeah, right? yeah. And the reality, here's the reality, is that we actually are trying to do that. Whether we want to believe it or not, we have these seven areas of life that need attention. And when we don't give them enough attention for them to keep spinning, they will fall off the stick. So it's a, it is a balancing act, but as long as you're balancing and growing toward your purpose, it matters. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I, I'm excited to see where our conversation goes. But Joel, I want to start out by really just asking you, where did your journey start? Is this something that you had always aspired to do? Or what was it that prompted this discovery of the ULA philosophy and everything that you're doing today? That's a great question. So it's actually ironic because <laughs> several years ago, my sister, I have three younger sisters, one older brother, and my my eldest sister sent me a text one day, we were talking and getting into deep things. And, and she said, have you ever thought about life coaching? And I was like, no, of course not. Why would, no, <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> and um, so my journey started with our, our family, our immediate family and my wife's health had begun to, to take a decline. This was about 10, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we lived in Georgia at the time and it gradually began to decline to the point where she went from running attorneys offices and working for several attorneys working for the chief cardiologist at a major hospital in our city to bedridden and needing constant care and wow. so that happened over the course of 10 years and we just knew that unless we did something very intentional and very different that if the last 10 years is an indication of what the next 10 years are going to be it's not moving in the right direction yeah. And so our two older kids lived in Phoenix at the time. And we noticed that whenever she would travel out here, she started to feel better. And we started making different connections of the environment and not just the physical environment, but the environment of, you know, your friendships and of, of your family and out of the energy that just comes about when you walk into a room and you see a smiling face that you haven't seen in years, right? Yeah. And we started noticing some of these differences. And so we decided to take a jump. And it was through a lot of a lot of prayer, it was through a lot of seeking and counseling and asking questions. And we decided to make a major shift. At the time, I still had not heard of Ula. And I really wish I had <laughs> before making this jump. <laughs> It would have made things a lot easier, yeah. but everything is on our path for a reason and, and yeah. at that time, right? So we moved here and we shifted things in our home. You know, we used to have these Glade plugins and toxic, you know, um, scented candles and things. And we changed those to essential oils and we changed to better nutrition and we changed, you know, just tried to change the things that were feeding our body and, and our mind. 
And in the process of doing that, I ran across their first book, which was published in 2013. And it's called Ula, Finding Balance in an Unbalanced World. And I picked it up and I read it and I thought, man, this is a really good book. And then I put it down and didn't actually apply any of the principles to my life. (laughs) (laughs) Then, you know, COVID hits and we've got all these things that happen. This was actually just prior to COVID. And I started doing this retrospective about my wins and my losses throughout the years. This was December of 2019. Mm -hmm. And just going back over you know, the massive failures, what are the lessons from those failures and how can I learn from them? The wins, how can I celebrate them and and rise in my strength of how I how I accomplish that? And I thought I should go read that book again. It seemed to be a pretty practical book. Mm-hmm. So I did. And of course, I got more out of it the second time than the first time, like we all do. But every, every you know, it's, it's layers, right? Every layer of diving deeper into the book hearing the Ula guys speak, understanding that what what connects us as humans is human tragedy and success. And I've been through that through my life. And everybody that's listening to this show has been through that at one point in time or another. And right. it's a matter of, of how you move forward and that you move forward and the people that are around you to pick you up. And so at the deeper I got, the deeper I just, I, I knew this was something that I had to share through my story and through my life experiences to especially help those who are in transition. And yeah. those who are in transition as I was, a lot of times you don't know the next step. You, right. you don't know what that should look like. And whether that's in your finances or moving across the country or perhaps getting rid of a toxic relationship getting right. out of a toxic relationship, you know, all of these things that come into play that, that are the dynamics of life, that they are the dynamics of the human experience. And so helping someone to walk through a time of transition and getting into a time of abundance is something that's very impactful to me because I've been there. So. I love that. And I would love for you to just describe to us a little bit about that transition. Cause you mentioned that you didn't have these philosophies in your back pocket when you were making right. that big decision to move from Georgia to Arizona. So give us an idea of kind of what went through your heart, what went through your mind when you were going through all of those big transitions. And then I want to ask you how it was different, the things that you've had to face since then compared yeah. to before. Yeah. So that's a great question. So as we were deciding to to make this move and we weren't sure where we were going to move yet, I started mm-hmm. researching the barometric pressure changes, the amount of storms that are in each city, the top 10 places to live. If you have migraines that are brought on by environment, like all of these things, I started yeah. researching as we we're putting the pieces together. And I happen to be just a researcher mind. You know, I just like to know all the details. Right. Yeah. So so. What happened and what made the difference is taking a step. We didn't know what the right step was, but nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Right. And so it was a matter of taking a step. And when you take a step, then it's different from the place that you're in. It might be better. It might be worse. We don't know, but it will be different. And different is something you can evaluate and different is something you can react to. Stagnant is not because stagnant is motionless and stagnant goes nowhere. So research different places to live, talk to family members, you know, work through lots of Google searches and 
and then you know stephanie came out to phoenix and she was out here for for several weeks just kind of a trial test run mm -hmm. and it was just one step after another step after another step after another step and that is i i don't care where you where you are is this is one of the most impactful things that dr Choi told it to dr dave is that where you are is just where you are it's not who you are yes and so wherever you are it it doesn't matter you can there is always another step another lifeline another phone call you know there's always something that can take you from where you are to where you want to go it's not going to be easy it won't always be right. easy matter of right. fact it will rarely be easy <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but there is always something. And so it, it was literally just taking another step, taking another step and trusting. And by the way, that step looked really ugly at times. We, I had a, a job lined yeah. up. It was going to be my quote unquote dream job. And in a completely different career, I was jumping careers, making this. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. And the week before we moved out, they sent me the email. We decided to go with someone else. Oh my gosh. And two weeks before we moved out, the people buying our home, their financing fell through. And we were like, okay, <laughs> um, now what? And yeah. take another step. Just another. And I think that there's something that's so powerful about your story is that you still took the step. And I think that there's times where I think we can say, oh my gosh, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this. If everything yes. seems to be falling apart and things just aren't going smoothly. I would love for you to talk about that and how you were able to process that and what advice you would give if people are kind of in that boat right now. Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to your why. You know, we, we had a choice as to if we decide not to do something, where will we be? six months from now, a year from now, six years from now, if we decide to do something, where will we be? And there's all the unknowns, right? The, yeah. the, the struggle comes in the, the unpredictability of it. It, it yeah. comes in not being able to, to, to definitively say, if I take this step, it's going to be the right step because we don't know. But the question really was, if not this, then what? And if not now, than when. And when you frame it in that perspective, we had no answers where we were and we had no more time to just see. So it was a matter of then it will be this and then it will be now. And it's, it was the most profound, impactful thing that we could have done with our lives. Um, today, she's about 50% better. We've changed doctors, different perspectives, you know, and all of these things. Yeah. She's able to hold a part-time job again, which is something she hadn't been able to do in years. We attend church together. You know, we have family dinners together. And those are things that we were not afforded that the past, yeah. you know, the final two or three years that we were in Georgia. So, so this may be going to be hard question for you but hopefully you can translate it to something that you're going through on a less grander scale. But there sure. might be people listening that are saying, yeah, but, because <laughs> you know, the yeah, buts, right? Because um, <laughs> fear has gotten a hold and they just, it's the unknown is, is too much. And they're in a place where their current situation just isn't painful enough, right? Mm -hmm. They, they 
aren't in a dire enough situation to make yeah. the risk outweigh the benefit of just going for it. And so what would you say to somebody right now that is that is not facing, you know, a wife who literally lost her entire livelihood and her vitality and now you have to do something, but maybe it's just bad but not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. We've all been there. Because it's like, not I'm all bad about better. To do I'm all about better, but there are so many people who who are just afraid of better because it's okay right now and they're fine with yeah. fine. And, and yeah. in my view, fine is a four letter swear word. Like fine is right. not good <laughs> enough, you know, for me, but that's not the case with my husband who's all about stability, for example. So I understand that there's different people who have different levels of comfort. So what would you say to somebody who's struggling with the, the fine, not terrible, but not great? Yeah, <laughs> there at some level, there has to be a healthy level of disgust. Like you have to get to a place in order to be motivated enough to move in any direction. There has to be a level of disgust in a healthy way that says, I'm not okay with where I'm at. So yeah. for those who aren't at that place yet, this is a powerful exercise. I was doing some training the other day and the speaker said, when you're creating your goals, this was end of last year, I guess, when you're creating your goals and you're looking out over this year and what do you really want to accomplish with your life? And these were two coaches and, and others who are in the personal development space, right? Yeah. And we always we always look at, well, you know, what's your one year, what's your three, five, you know, 10, 20, what's your legacy goals, you know, these types of things. But we're going to focus on this one year. And she said, get a piece of paper out and draw a circle around it. And inside the circle, I'd write you to like you to write your name and your spouse's name, if you have one, your your partner and your children's names. If you don't have a close knit family, then I want you to write the names of the people who are closest to you in that circle. And then I want you to write their ages three years from now. And ask yourself, who do you need to be? What do you need to do today to be the person you want to be three years from now for the people that you care about the most? Yeah. So a lot of times it takes getting out of ourself and looking at other people and seeing how can I be a benefit to other people? How can I pour into other people to get us out of the mindset of, you know, it's not really that bad for me, but what if it will be for the person that you care about the most? Mm -hmm. And maybe not tomorrow, maybe three years from now, what does that look like? That is powerful, you guys. I hope that you've taken notes because that's such a powerful exercise to, to really be inspecting where you are and where you want to go in a way that you might not have ever considered before. Joel, I cannot wait to, to get further down this conversation, ask you more questions about how we can really get from where we are to where we want to be, especially if we're feeling stuck right now. And I'm going to actually tell you about a little exercise that I did that helped me kind of get out of that in just a second. But you guys, first, I want to tell you all about something that I've been working on. It's something that I cannot wait to share with you. And get this, it has to do with balance in your life. So you're definitely want to stay tuned to what Joel has to say in just a minute. But first, let me tell you all about my project. Hey, Lachelle Weemy here, and I got to ask you, are you feeling like you're always on your freaking phone and you're trying to run your business, your family's complaining about you always being on your phone, you feel like you're winging it constantly, 
And all you want to do is have a strategy that lets you be a hundred percent authentic and you are literally attracting the right people to you. Oh my goodness. That was me too. And I had to figure out a system that would make that work. I, and I totally nailed it. I have a program all designed to help you do that too, including a chance to spend the entire day with me so I can help you write copy that attracts people. And you will literally be done for an entire year. If that sounds like it's something that you need, we totally need to talk. Go ahead and click this link and let's get started. Okay, Joel, so that was super powerful. And I'm, I'm actually going to try that exercise as soon as we get done recording because I have a few minutes tonight. And I think that it's something that could really make a big difference for my goals going into the rest of our, our brand new year here. And yeah. something that I did a couple years ago that helped me was an exercise where I actually was supposed to draw on one side of the paper, on the left side of the paper, um, what my life was like. And it's really just how you interpret your life. And on the right side of the paper, I wrote or drew, drew a picture of what I wanted my life to look like. And one of the things that was really interesting is that they said, what would happen if the right side of the picture, what you envision never ever happened and you mm. had to stay in this life and I want you to look at it. How does that make you feel? And I, and I, it's crazy because I drew a picture of myself and I'm not a very good drawer by the way. So it's, it's a very rudimentary picture, but it was a picture of me at my desk with a stack of papers this high and my family, my husband's a teacher. So my family was at the pool in the summer hanging out and I was stuck in my office with this mm. giant pack of paper. And it was like this aha moment for me that I am missing out on the most important moments of my life. Wow. And I need to do something about this because if I don't, this is all of the moments that I'm going to miss out on. Hmm. That's powerful. And, and so I just, um, I think that sometimes we have to be jarred out of our comfort zone a little bit and we're motivated yeah. by either pain or pleasure. And I find that most of us are honestly more motivated by pain. And sometimes sure. we have to like bring it on ourselves in order to have, this, this, <laughs> to have to face it, right. To have to face the pain of what life would look like if we don't do anything. Yeah. And so I think that that's really powerful. So I know that you have gone through your own journey and I know that now you help other people. So what do you find right now, Joel, the people that you're speaking with and helping, where are they the most stuck? Kind of give me an idea of how you are helping people the most right now and then how you know, you've been able to help them. Give us some practical tools and some hope that we can take home with us today and, and take your wisdom. Absolutely. So. In ULA, we have seven blockers and seven accelerators. Okay. And there's a, there's a whole process that we go through. I, I coach people in a 10-week uh, program, and every week it's a, a video from the ULA guys. There's a workbook that, that you just kind of work through, and then we meet once a week, and we, we talk through that and go through that. It's been extremely powerful um, for myself because I went through it myself, of course, yeah. with my clients. And one of the things that I love to do depending on how they're moving forward or how they're choosing to show up is to mm -hmm. identify the blocker and the accelerator. There's always a dominant one and, okay. and they can be dominant in one or more areas. So let's just say it's health, just as an example and mm -hmm. understanding how to properly 
how to properly frame perhaps your goal or the desire that you have in that area, there is a, a proper way to do that. So it's not just intangible, but there's also a way that you have to connect to the intangible. You know, so we have our dreams, which are very intangible. We have our goals, which are very tangible. And then these blockers come in and they absolutely can stop you in your tracks. And so this is fear, it's guilt, it's anger, self-sabotage, it's always a big one, mm -hmm. uh, laziness, envy, and focus. Focus can be positive and negative, right? But in mm -hmm. most cases, in, it's a lack of focus mm -hmm. that causes a, a problem. And so Great. I love to, to take an issue that they're struggling with in terms of moving that forward and really go through these blockers and identify which one or more, but there's always a dominant one. That yeah. is the thing. Like, this is the thing that, oh man, I just, you know what? I was told I wouldn't amount to anything when I was mm -hmm. nine years old and yeah. I believed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, I just, I don't understand why they have that thing and I don't, right. You've got this envy that comes in, but usually fear and anger are two of the highest guilt and self-sabotage. Those really, really will mess you up. And so I like to work through some of this process. We have a, a little, it, it seems silly until you actually do it. And yeah. then when you do it, you're like, wow, that was so simple, <laughs> but it actually helped. And so we have a process called ready, set, go. And it's very similar to what you were talking about just in the moment. You know, it's not this extravagant thing you draw out, but it's just in the moment. Like right now, I want to get more fit. I want to be healthier, but fear is holding me back. For instance, mm -hmm. I don't want to mm -hmm. go to a gym and be looked at by all mm -hmm. these other people who are in better shape than me. I don't, yep. you know, I don't know how to eat properly. I don't want to, you know, all the things that, that bombard us. Right. Yeah. And so this process of ready, set, go. And I challenge all of your listeners to pick one thing per day and try okay. this process so that you can be in the habit of using ready, set, go. And it's just very simply call it out. What is the thing that I'm afraid of? What is the thing that's causing me to stop? What's the thing that's perhaps causing me not to start? You know, what is that thing? Call it out, mm -hmm. identify it. Mm -hmm. That's ready. Set is asking yourself the same questions that you just went through. What will my life look like if I choose to give into this? And what will my life look like if I choose to get through this? And then once you have clarity around that, go mm -hmm. is 20 seconds of courage right now. Yeah. So take 20 seconds of courage. If going to the gym is a problem, maybe it's getting an app that you can work on your on your phone in your home. Maybe it's getting an accountability partner, picking up the mm -hmm. phone and saying, hey, bestie, I got to get through this. You want to join the gym? Go to the gym with me. Yeah. Maybe it's let's go on a walk around the house three times. Like whatever it is in the moment, take 20 seconds and do it right then. And what happens yeah. is our our brain begins to understand that we didn't get eaten by the tiger. Right. The sky didn't fall. The planets yeah. are still in alignment, right? And then we say, wow, if that if I could do something in 20 seconds, what can I do in a day? What can I do in a week? What can mm -hmm. I do in a month? And it's these little little baby step wins that begin yeah. to change our perspective on what success looks like 
and minimize the fear or whatever the blocker is yeah. that's holding us yeah. back. And you know, one of the things that has really become apparent is that even really successful people still are afraid sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and so this fallacy that we have to be fearless is something that I think we need to let go. I think that we need to have fear less as in less oh, absolute of fear, right? And so I think that when we can just take, like you said, that few seconds of courage and get into action, it's the motion that's going to give us the motivation. Yes. Which is going to give us more action, which is going to give us the confidence, which is going to give us, you know, and it's just like this cycle, yes. but it all starts with that quick sec, you know, few seconds of courage where you get into action. And yes. so it's the antidote really for lack of motivation. It's the antidote for fear. It's the antidote for, I don't know what to do because honestly, we know what to do. We, we just do. don't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> right. And so there's so many ways that we, we can sabotage ourselves. And I think that you've given such a beautiful illustration of, of how we can have the, I call it the and life. And this is one of the reasons why I started my business in the first place, going back from that picture mm -hmm. that I told you about, because I started to recognize that I am someone who loves to learn and grow and to challenge myself and to be, be an impactful person and helpful person to other people that fuels me. But in order for me to do that in the life that I thought I had, I had to climb the corporate ladder, right? I didn't know that there was another option where I could have the challenge and fulfillment mm. and impact, but have more time with my family instead of less. And when I started to recognize that we can have the and life, we can have the things that give us purpose and passion and, and all the things that, that fulfill us and have our health and have our family yes. and, and our structure relationships and have time for our faith and rest and all the things that it doesn't have to be an, an or life. And I just love the fact that that's basically what you're trying to help people do is have that and life that, that people don't even know that it exists. That's so true. And, and <laughs> also seeing how you can wrap yourself around an accelerator. Like I, I choose a word of the year and I choose an accelerator for the year. And I've found yeah. that doing the two things combined. So the mm. accelerators, by the way, they're gratitude, love, discipline, integrity, passion, humility, and wisdom. Mm. And when you have, when you've chosen to pick something and you've called yeah. that out, you've spoken that out, right? Yeah. Then you have something to measure your actions around. You have something to say, eh, is this really something I want to do? It doesn't really align with what I'm choosing to do this year, right? And so the, the process of doing both, of identifying what's the dominant blocker in this area, what's the mm -hmm. dominant accelerator that I can perhaps use throughout the year or perhaps to get me through this one thing, and okay. then having a system around when motivation isn't there. And okay. that's the tricky part because ready, set, go is good in the moment and mm -hmm. do it. And it will build your motivation and it will build yeah. your confidence and it will give you the tools to, for your brain to say, oh, I can do this. Look, I did. <laughs> yeah. I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe I can do it again. All right, let's try it again. Right. And you can yeah. absolutely do that. Um, but also when you have 
when you have a structure around how you're moving your life forward, then it it's it can be absent of motivation. Like you can go into this robotic mode of just saying, I need to take another step. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I'm tired. I told myself I was going to go out and walk around the house. It's 11 o'clock at night and it's cold outside. Yeah. But I said I would do it. This is what I'm doing today. And so I just need to go do it, right? It's not always easy and it, it doesn't, it's not always clean and pretty, right? right? But it is, but having having a system around that. So we, we break up all these seven categories and we go through a whole process of what's called the ULA wheel. And that is how, how strong are you in each of these seven Fs? And if you picture like a bicycle wheel and mm-hmm. each of these Fs being a spoke in that wheel. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you have, if you have one that's really weak, all of a sudden your, your wheels, you know, kind of deflated yeah. and clunking, clunking down mm-hmm. the road. Right. Yeah. And usually we have more than one that's kind of weak and we need to work on bringing that back up. Right. So that's kind of, that's kind of where you are now. So we take people through a process literally of where are you now and defining that being very tangible around that, where do you want to go? And so we, we go through another process of three goals in each of the seven F's and why three is partially because a lot of times we say we want to do something and then we realize maybe that's not the goal that's important to me. Maybe it's not even my goal. Yeah. Maybe that's what somebody else told me I needed right. to do when I was 16. And what are you going right. to do with your life? You're right. Yeah. yeah. And we've owned that. We've taken that on. And so we set three in each of the seven F's and then we narrow that down to the top seven. doesn't have to be one from each F, but mm-hmm. the top seven that are the most important things for you in this moment for where you want your life to go. And then we bring that down to your ULA one. And this is the one thing that if you accomplish this in the next 365 days would absolutely change your life and the life of those around you. That's your ULA one. And that's your, that's your laser focus. That's the one you're going to go after, right? And make sure that this happens. All seven, of course, all 21, sure. But that one is what you're going to do. And then we, we teach people to take these seven F's and we have a system that there's an app for it. If you're doing the digital program, if you're doing one-on-one coaching, we have other resources. Mm-hmm. And you look at your top seven every night before you go to sleep. And you ask yourself, what are three steps I can do tomorrow? That doesn't include taking your kids to, to practice. It doesn't yeah. include doing the laundry. It doesn't include going to work. You know, it doesn't include any of those things. Yeah. But what are three steps I can do tomorrow to move me towards any one of these seven goals? And three steps a day is over a thousand steps in a year. And then what begins to happen is you begin to look back at the week. And instead of saying, I didn't accomplish that thing, mm-hmm. you can say, I just took 15 steps. And that's 15 steps that now yeah. I know I can take that I yeah. didn't take a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. And this is, this is the, separate, the separation of setting a New Year's resolution as opposed to having a system and being the habit of setting, moving your life forward in a structured and, and simplified way. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. And I just love how you really just give people the tools that they need to make their life the best life. It's not what yes. anybody else is telling you, but it's really just getting down to what 
you know in your soul that you need for yourself. And that is beautiful. Joel, thank you so much for all of the wisdom and the inspiration and, and just the the candidness around everything that we've had a chance to talk about today. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you just definitely want to make sure that we do before we wrap up our conversation? I, I want to reiterate something because I know someone needs to hear this. I did. And that is where you are is just where you are. It's not who you are. Don't take your circumstances and let that define who you are. And then as you're going through that process, ask yourself, is what I'm doing today getting me closer or further away to where I want to go? And if not, if it's taking you further away, just one step. If all your step today is to get out of bed and stretch, take that step. You can take one step. I love that. Thank you so much. You guys, we're going to make sure that we have all of the ways that you can connect with Joel in the show notes. And I believe that you have something very special that you're going to share with us in the show notes. Do you want to talk about that real briefly? Yeah, just real quick. It's a 20 page design your dream life ULA planner, if you will. And this is just a very simple, practical way to, to start working in, into some of these principles of ULA and apply it to your life. We call it, it's a, it's a framework, it's a system, it's not a secret, it's just a system. And this is a way to apply that system to your life. It's free and we'll have the link in the show notes. I love that, thank you so much. And then one last thing, every single time I depart from my guests, I ask you guys to give the audience a question to ponder, a coaching question that they can think about that's gonna help them take that one step between where they are now to where they wanna be. So what would you ask the audience to think about between now and our next time together? Yeah, um, I would go back to, to being in the habit of asking yourself if what you're doing is moving you closer or further away to where you want to go. If you can be in the habit of asking yourself that, then you have a litmus and you have a filter by which to, to make your actions either intentional or circumstantial. And that would be living your life by design and not by default. I love that. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I am so pleasure. grateful for everything that you've shared. All right. Take Thank you care. so much. Take care. much for listening to the Untucked Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.